I feel incredibly honored to be to return to the university I graduated from 20 years later and to give a speech to you today. My talk uh, is about is going to be about uh, to will speak to that part of you that is looking for guidance, for inspiration, and for those who ever felt underprivileged, disadvantaged, or insecure at some point in their lives. My hope is that I am able to impart you with three lessons that I learned so far about success and fulfillment in my journey. Before I do that, I want to tell you my story and where I come from. I was born in Bulgaria to the Turkish ethnicity. And at a time when the communist government in Bulgaria in 1980s had decided to carry out an assimilation process against the Bulgarians of Turkish ethnicity. What that meant in practical sense is that we were not allowed to practice uh, anything cultural. Uh, our names were changed. And uh, for instance, my name was changed seven times. And I remember like it was yesterday when uh, my grandfather was taken away from home because he would listen to Turkish music. And my mother had jumped from the third floor of our home into a block of wood. And then we would hide in the forest in a small little hut during winter months in the hope that our names will not be changed. The assimilation process will come to an end in 1989 when 360,000 Bulgarians of Turkish ethnicity will be asked to immigrate, will be asked to leave Bulgaria, take whatever belonging they have with them, uh, and uh, go to a country that we were supposed to come from, but we didn't. Because I was among those 360,000 people that summer, and once we crossed the border, I remember the panic and confusion all around me. I remember seeing the despair in my mother's eyes, uh, standing there with my younger brother and two suitcases we had. That was the only belonging. We didn't have a place to go. Uh, we didn't know anybody and in a way we barely spoke the language because the irony was growing up in Bulgaria we will be told that we are Turks. But it became very clear that once we crossed the border, once we were in Istanbul, once we were in Turkey, uh, we were apparently speaking a dialect and the local people couldn't even understand us. And in that very moment, I remember standing there as an 11-year-old and making a decision to myself that if one day I ever, to, I ever want to do anything with my life, I will have to get a good education. I saw education as a way out. And uh, in my family, no one has ever been to university. And perhaps that is why I thought that is going to be my way out. It didn't look like I could do that because we were set up uh, to live in a refugee in an immigrant camp uh, which was set up by the Turkish government. Free food will be given to us and uh, we will line up. Uh, I remember with my ball I will line up to get my share for the day. A uh, couple of months later we will um, find the truck driver who will drive us to Istanbul. Uh, it's a three-hour journey normally from the border to Istanbul, but it took us three days and three nights on top of the truck with my family to get to this city. We will settle in the ghetto of what today is called the ghetto of Istanbul. And uh, I will go to school with 80 students in one classroom, where again I will be told to go home uh, because I was not one of them. 
My parents found jobs, of course, but my dad was a welder and illegal, illegal cab driver. He will uh, do that at night and on weekends. My mother worked as a cleaner. And uh, no matter what was happening around me, the amazing part was that I retreated into a world that my eyes didn't see. I truly believed in a world that wasn't even real. Whoever was telling me to go home, no matter what was happening around me, I will, I will go to this world that it was in my imagination and it was a much better world than, than the one that I was seeing all around me. But as Roald Dahl beautifully put it, look around you, uh, those who don't uh, believe in magic will never find it because I believe that is my lesson number one for success. It's about imagination, the power of imagination because no matter what situation you may find yourself in, that vision that you have for yourself and that imagination is going to pull you forward from wherever you are. And uh, this is indeed what happened for me because my dream of getting an education, as you know, would come true and I would receive financial aid and come to University of Miami at the age of 18 to study business. I'm, I count myself very lucky because this is, as we all know, this is an institution that values diversity and it's all inclusive. And as the economist yesterday said, this is a place that believes in brains without any borders. And that was my biggest luck because although I was once again feeling as the immigrant insecure girl, this time in America, <laughs> with yet another suitcase and on by myself completely, I felt the encouragement of my teachers and professors. And more than that, I saw something. I became very familiar with the unlikely heroes and sheroes who did it despite the odds. The color of their skin didn't matter, whether they had an accent, whether they were immigrants, who their parents were, that didn't matter at all. The only thing that mattered is how greatly they dared, which to me is the real American dream. And I think I watched Oprah every single day, which I discovered that that, that helped as well. <laughs> but because of this, I think that daring greatly, that uh, belief that you can do whatever you want to do. I had the idea, during, it happened during my graduation. I'm not name dropping, but I did receive my diploma from Quincy Jones, which was amazing. And, I remember standing there at the podium and deciding that I was offered a job at Morgan Stanley, I was offered a place in the MBA program, but I remember standing there and realizing that if I pursued that path, that will, of course, lead me to success, but it will be, sh not short-lived, but it will be completely only for myself, not necessarily for the family that I left behind in Istanbul and who were still workers, who were still working for other people. So I had the idea that I want to start my own business and I want to start our own family business. I had worked as a translator from the age of 14, taking Turkish companies to Italy and they were all in the leather industry. So I thought that could be one way to do it, that could be uh, that, that was, you know, the spark that ignited, that gave me the inspiration. So I packed another suitcase, I went back home and I convinced my entire family, I gathered them all around me. 
I convinced them to start our own family business. And uh, no matter how unlikely or crazy my idea sounded, I am very grateful that they believed in me. So we, I would go back to Italy and uh, buy leather from the suppliers that I've known since I was a teenager and create only wallets, mobile phone cases at the time which were coming. Uh, I did exactly what I was taught in, a in the business school, which is find, some, find an unmet need and fulfill it. And I did so, but I did it much better than my competitors, and uh, I did it much cheaper than them. What, uh, what is most important about my business is that everyone, I, everyone who started that day with us is still with us today. And I think to me that is the biggest success. And uh, how this is a proof uh, that imagination works and believing in magic works. Only when I was at Christmas back to Istanbul, my mother kept every single essay and exam I have ever done at University of Miami. So I think I was inspired after my London talk that I went back home and I was looking at the essay. This is an actual uh, thing, note I wrote. Uh, in business communication class, we were asked to create a fictional persona for ourselves. So this is what I wrote. I wrote, I want to be a CEO and vice president of DIMA. This uh, company didn't exist at the time. Truly, the name of my company today is Dima. The brand name is Nerikara, my name. But my company, I named it after my very first customer, whose name was Dima. And everything, everything I wrote here, except me living in Boston and having a, <laughs> having a personal assistant called Helen Brown, All of, all of this came true, and uh, the craziest part here is at the end I end my, I have a typo there, I wrote proud itself, it should be pride itself. Uh, I, I wrote that I'm defeating my main competitors, Prada and Gucci in the industry. <laughs> now, I was thinking extremely big. I'm glad I didn't defeat them because today I'm very proud to say that I'm their manufacturer, in addition to, <laughs> manufacturing my own products. Success to me is about resilience, and that is my lesson number two, is to say yes to yourself. And you probably would have gathered by now that I didn't, I wasn't born with this say yes to yourself and believe in yourself no matter what, uh, and be very secure in yourself. As an immigrant, as an ethnic minority, I was told the opposite, and that really, that. Uh, I would say trauma lasted with me for a very long time until one day I heard Maya Angelou say, you've been paid for, you are loved, your crown has been paid for. What that meant for me is that we are all here because of our grandmother's prayers and the dreams that our grandfathers had for us and uh, the path that our ancestors opened for us. It doesn't matter where they come from, Italy, Mexico, Cuba, Asia, Africa, they all made it possible for us to be here, to stand here, to be in this very room. So for this reason, I, in a way, I feel all I have to do now, all we have to do is to do the same for others, to make that path for others to, to, walk, to walk the path uh, possible. So this is why uh, I 
learned that it's imperative to say yes to myself. And despite my fear of public speaking, <laughs> I, 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 I am talking to you today because I know that this is the right thing to do when you get give and when you learn teach. And I'm standing also here, I was, uh, it was possible for me to do whatever I've done because at some point someone was a blessing to me. At, uh, in, a, in a time of need, someone will help me. When I needed an encouraging word, someone, I will hear it from someone else. And that is incredibly important, which is my third lesson. It's about uh, finding your purpose, being of service. Many people ask me, how do I find my, my purpose? I get this question so many times. And for me, it's about listening, about being present, listening, being exactly where you are. We live in a world where success is sold to us as having a certain numerical number in a bank account, making a list of who is who, uh, driving a fancy car, having a title. And I'm not saying these are bad things, not at all. Uh, but if you pursue them simply for the sake of that title, it's not necessarily going to lead you to true success. Uh, if you look at uh, people that we admire, leaders that uh, we admire, institutions that have stood the test of time, whether it's uh, Coca-Cola, whether it's Oprah, Obama, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, they have all been of service. They all operate from the paradigm of service. They give back. They don't think, oh, I'm going to make a certain list. They may get that as, a, as an end result of, a, of what they've been able to do, but that is not what they are pursuing at all. Whether they know it or not, they are all of service uh, to other people. And uh, that is why when you are thinking of what you want to do, forget about the title and forget about the deed that you are, what you are going to get back from that person, but simply make yourself available and give back. As Martin Luther King put it, um, you, don't need, uh, you don't need a college degree to serve. You don't need to know the Einstein's theory of relativity or know about Socrates. All you need is a heart full of grace and a soul that is generated by the power of love because that is truly what is going to lead you to success when you make yourself available, when you are of service. And that is why my biggest wish for myself is that I'm used in uh, service for the greater good. And that is my wish to you too, to be a blessing for other people, to be a blessing for others. Thank you. Thank you.